Gospel of Luke. And we should ask ourselves, what prompted Our Lady to sing this hymn? It's a canonical hymn. And uh, we have to think, first of all, what happened. How the angel Gabriel came and announced to her that she was to be the mother of the Savior. And she said, let it be done to me according to thy word. And when God speaks to us in our heart, even if we don't think it's such a good idea, or we want to do something else, we should always say yes. And suffer the consequences. It says in Luke's Gospel, she pondered these things over in her heart. And we want to know, what did she think? What did she pray about? What was in her heart? And the greatest clue we have to that is the Felicii, the Magnificat that's given to us in the Gospel. She says, My soul tells out the greatness of the Lord. My spirit leaps for joy in God my Savior. Why would she be so happy? My goodness, she conceived the Christ child. How could she be so happy? The Father was her groom, and the Holy Spirit was the one who brought love from Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and planted it in her heart. She says, my spirit leaps for joy. This is a woman in prayer, a productive woman who said yes to God in difficult circumstances. For she says, why? For so tenderly has he looked upon his handmaid, humble as she is. From this day forward, all generations shall call me blessed. Prophecy of who she is. Every generation that acknowledges that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the very Son of the Father, of the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, must acknowledge that this is the source. So little children, they come to their mother, they say, Mom, where did I come from? She should say to them, from under my heart, from a holy seed, like the Blessed Virgin Mary, who gave birth to the Savior by the seed planted by the Holy Spirit. So wonderful has he dealt me, the Almighty. Holy is his name. His mercy reaches out from age to age to those who revere him. Holy is his name. Sometimes we think about what does it mean that God is holy? It means he's totally other. He's nothing that we know. He's of his own being from all eternity. The holiness of God is his internal life. And we always say in our prayers a doxology to this internal life, which is the substance of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it says that he reaches out from age to age to all those who revere him, that love this holy name, that know the name of God, 
that can call upon him in prayer, and he answers. His deeds are in his own arm or done to disclose his might. He routs the arrogant of heart and mind, and he entore imperial powers from their thrones and raised humble ones on high. So we look around us sometimes, we're chagrined at the world. It's going nowhere. <laughs> it has no power. Who is the one that has the power? The ones who have humility. Like the Blessed Virgin in saying, let it be done to me according to your word, although it was a fearful situation. A woman of faith and love and experiencing the indwelling of God in her inmost being, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have on the holy table at, at Kiva, the tabernacle. It's a humble tabernacle. It's been many, many places. It's been beat up, like the church. It has scars on it. So this tabernacle was brought to me, actually by Lady Elizabeth, a friend of hers. Well, what are you going to do with this tabernacle? She found it in a garage sale. I looked at it. My goodness, I recognized it. At one time, it had been in our cathedral. But the priest wanted something more elaborate, more fancy, more fixed up. So he got a new tabernacle, put this in the garage, eventually lines up in a garage sale. Unbelievable. A container that contained the body of Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary. Holy things are for the holy. So it sat for many years in the closet at St. John's. So I says, I have, to, I have to follow my conscience. God is saying something to me about this tabernacle. So I took it and had it refurbished. And on the doors were four small icons are the steps that a monk goes through to become a monk in, in God's holy church. And monastic vows, remember, are second baptism. They do away with all sin. It's our tradition. So Bishop was here, my cousin, he says, he didn't know what he was looking at. He says, can't you get something a little fancier for this beautiful temple. I had pondered that. So the cross on top of the tabernacle has got jade on it that I cut myself in Alaska and had put on a hand cross. It's on the top of the tabernacle. And I wanted a crown for the tabernacle. So I found some ladies in town who gave me a beautiful crown or thought, sought one for me, and I bought it and I took it down and they helped me put it on it. And gradually, the scars on the tabernacle are being covered by semi-precious stones. So this tabernacle 
is befitting for this beautiful temple. What did the Lord God do to prepare the tabernacle to contain his divine Son, to contain the Father and the Holy Spirit? It took generations of faith-filled people doing the best they could to love God and to keep the law of Moses. They were descendants of royalty and priestly people, a purified line. And there over on the icon of our Saint Joseph, we see Joseph, royalty. Mary, crowned in glory by God himself. And there is Jesus as a carpenter. Holy, holy people doing simple work, but skilled work. The next line in the Magnificat says, he is filled the hungry with good things, but the rich he is sent away empty-handed. You cannot buy the gifts of God. They could not, Israel could not pick out the princess they wanted to be the Messiah. God himself had to do that. Humble people, but holy, prepared for many generations, with probably not much money in their pocket. Very often, couples would come in to get married when I was a pastor, and still we do a, do, do a few weddings, and I would sit down and talk about their finances would find out they really could not afford to marry. They were going to have a rough time. Some men are smarter. They do prepare for marriage. But the majority don't. God makes them sort of blind. And they're in love. And the priest has to give them instructions. And he knows they hear none of it. God wants them to be together. And so in their poverty, they marry, and many of them struggle for many years and provide a really nice home for their children, and the children never realize what it took to provide this home. I was driving down the highway in Seattle, and this guy was sitting in a bosun seat, and it was strung up across a big poster board, and he was painting it. And I looked at that and said, oh, I wonder if his children know what he's doing to put the bread on the table. He has sent the rich away empty. They could buy all the bread on the earth. Joseph probably had to work hard as a carpenter, an itinerant carpenter, taking the Holy Family down to Egypt. And Mary did not complain. Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. The last line of the Velichaya, 
is he has reined himself on the side of Israel, his servant, mindful of his mercy, as he promised our fathers in favor of Abraham and all his children forever. What has God done? Defying the establishment, giving us this beautiful virgin who gives birth to the Savior of the world. He is fulfilling his promise to Abraham and all his children. That's you and me. We say that in the Eucharistic prayer. This is the great gift. And Mary ponders this. You lucky people, you holy Christians, what is your vocation to respond to our Blessed Mother is to ponder the gifts that you have received and fall in love deeply with the promises fulfilled in Abraham. When the priest in the church incenses the holy table, he says this prayer. When your body was in the tomb, and your soul was in hell, you are at the same time the right hand of the Father, infinite filling all things. And he knows as he says that prayer that the humble altar in the church is also that throne where God will come in the Holy Eucharist. This great covenant, this great sacrifice, this great promise of eternal life, this sharing in the life of the Holy Trinity through the divine gifts of the energies would not have been possible if Mary had not said, let it be done to me according to thy word. The first gift was Mary. The second gift was her saying yes. The third was the gift of the Father in the Son to the life of the world, which you receive in the Holy Eucharist for life unto eternity. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.